Hello and welcome to the Victory Church Daily Podcast. I'm Mitch Horton and you're listening to the Victory Church Daily Podcasts, a short message designed to help people become all that God created them to be and live their life to the fullest. We cover a variety of topics all centered around practical Christian living. We keep this podcast completely free so that it's accessible to everyone. All that we ask is that if you enjoy it, please share it and leave us a review. This helps us get our message out. Thanks for listening. Now let's go get to it. Hello and welcome to the Victory Church Daily Podcast. I'm Pastor Mitch Horton and uh, so glad to be with you again today. I have thoroughly enjoyed just sharing the uh, word with you on a a Monday through Friday basis. Uh, And uh, we've been talking about healing for the boy past number of weeks and we're still in it today. So we're going to get right to it. Let me encourage you again, uh, uh, subscribe to the podcast, uh, share them with friends, and then I would love to to hear from you. uh, Comments, questions, thoughts, uh, pastor at victorychurchraleigh.com is my email address. Please feel free to uh, to, uh, email me. I'd be glad to get back with you. And I uh, just want to hear from you. I've been talking about God's will and uh, healing for the believer. It is as much the will of God for me to be healed as a Christian as it is for me to be saved from my sin. We've made that very clear just from the simple te- teaching of Scripture over the past number of weeks. Right now, I'm dealing with healing hindrances, so we're going to get right back to that today. There are four major major categories that I've classified as uh, hindrances to divine healing. Uh, the last couple of podcasts, we've talked about negative emotions, uh, and today I want to go right into the second uh, healing hindrance, which is misuse of the physical body. We can believe God all day long, but if we're not willing to do the practical things that God has set forth even in the scriptures, then we're going to have some challenges receiving the best that God has for us. How many know if you want to walk in God's best, we've got to, we've got to be obedient to the known will of God, walk in the light of, of the knowledge that we have. So uh, this second category of healing hindrance is misuse of the body um, is uh, is really important if we're going to walk in God's best and walk in health. So, you know, sometimes we create our own physical problems. Uh, over the years, as I've prayed for people and laid hands on the sick at the end of uh, church services and such, uh, so many times I had an inward awareness that as I prayed for someone, ministered to them, felt the healing, anointing, et cetera, going into them, I just had a knowing, unless they made some changes with respect to habit patterns, choices with their, with their physical body, they're going to continue to have challenges and continue to, to uh, have to receive healing. How many know it's one thing to receive healing, but let's go the next step. How about walking in divine health? To do that, we've got to be willing to obey God. So there's several categories here under misuse of the body. The first one is diet. Notice again Exodus 15, 26, New Living Translation. If you listen carefully to the voice of the Lord your God, do what's right in His sight, obeying His commands, keeping all of His decrees, then I'll make, uh, not make you suffer any of the diseases that I have sent or allowed to be sent on the Egyptians, for I'm the Lord who healed you. I want to key in. I was studying this many years ago, and, and it was kind of heightened to me where he said, if you'll listen to the voice of the Lord your God, 
do what's right in his sight, obeying his commands and keeping his decrees. Now, you know, we think of that generally obeying the Ten Commandments, which is true. But then also God gave Israel dietary laws, sanitation laws, and he wanted them to obey them. Now, I know as New Testament believers, we're not under the dietary and sanitation laws that the Old Testament people were. At the same time, he did that for them. And I think personally, this is part of this. If you'll do what I said, I'm going to keep you well. So, you know, we, we need to use some practical wisdom with respect to uh, to just the natural things we do with our physical body. Again, God gave Israel dietary, moral, hygienic laws, and, and, and really it was a sin for them not to obey. He knew what was good for their bodies. And see, disregard of God's laws brought physical weakness and sickness. So um, again, uh, we need to be really careful uh, with what we eat. In Genesis chapter 1, Genesis chapter 9, you know, God gave all the all the every green plant as food, Genesis one twenty nine, um, and he gave that to man as well as the animals, and then he added to that in Genesis nine after the flood of Noah, he also added meat as a dietary permission for the for the um, uh, for for man, and uh, just said just make sure it doesn't have the lifeblood in it. It's in Genesis nine two through four, and and. Uh, and then 1 Timothy 4, every creature of God is good and nothing to be refused. If it be received with thanksgiving, it's sanctified by the word of God in prayer. And then Acts 10, you remember um, that uh, Peter had the, had the vision of the sheep coming down from heaven with both clean and unclean animals. And, and God told Peter, you know, uh, slay Peter and eat these animals. It's okay, don't call what God has cleansed unclean. So again, we're not under Old Testament dietary laws. However, let me just say this, you know, it's really wise to be practical with what we eat. And let me just, you know, I've traveled several nations in the world. This is my opinion. Americans have some of the worst diets in the world because we have so much available to us. Overeating is a problem. Eating the wrong kinds of foods or problem, not, uh, problems, not getting the right kinds of nutrition can be problematic. So for me, I mean, God's dealt with me about really watching what I eat. Um, in fact, let me just say years ago, this is, <coughs> excuse me, many years ago, I read a book by uh, a man named Rex Russell. He was a medical doctor from Arkansas, Rex Russell, M.D., What the Bible Says About Healthy Living. Let me say it again. It's a great book if you want to read it. Um, Rex Russell, M.D., the title of the book is What the Bible Says About Healthy Living. I have lots of books on diet and uh, food and that kind of thing because I just like to read those kinds of things. What I found out, you know, what you live out practically is, is what you have is based on the convictions that you have. So when it comes to food, our convictions come from what we read and what we think. So I'm always reading along the lines of diet and that kind of thing because I think it's diet meaning the kinds of foods we eat here. Um, Rex Russell in this book, however, I just really thought it was really cool. Three major points he made in that book was, here's what he said, eat only what God created for food. And there's some things that we probably ought not eat because you know, we do it because we like the way it tastes, not necessarily because it has any nutritional value. Secondly, eat food in its most basic form possible. That, that's really important. And thirdly, 
Don't overeat. Avoid food addictions. That is moderation. So again, his three in the book, What the Bible has, Says About Healthy Living by Rex Russell, MD. He's got, I love these three categories. This clears it up. Eat only what God created for food. Eat food in its most basic form possible. Don't overeat. And so again, there are substances in fresh foods that our bodies need to stay at optimum health. And again, we have terrible eating habits. So, you know, what we eat is really, really important. So I encourage you, you know, if you binge eat, if you if you like things that, you know, too much salt, too much sugar, this you got to deal with yourself. And, you know, I really follow my inward convictions. Um, um, let me say this, um, uh, boy, this was before Susan and I were married. So this is prior to 1979. Um, I was having a particular symptom in my body and it just wouldn't go away. And I was praying in the spirit. I only known the Lord for a couple of years, few years, two years or so. And I clearly heard the Lord say one day, I want you to take a multivitamin. And it just floored me. I thought, what? Well, you know what? I did what he said. I went to a little vitamin store and got some, got a multivitamin, started taking. And you know what? It wasn't long before the symptom that I had been believing I received, it just completely cleared up. And I saw that, you know, my, my diet was deficient in a certain mineral that I needed. And the multivitamin took care of it. So anyway, um, the encouragement here is really watch what you eat. Some people eat too much. Some people don't eat enough. Some people eat too much of the wrong kinds of foods. And here's what I found. The Holy Spirit is a wonderful monitor. If you're doing something that you shouldn't do with food, you know, you've got something inside of you that knows, intuitively tells you. It's called the Holy Spirit. He will intuitively tell you, stop doing that, don't do that. Or if you're eating too much of something and not enough of something else, he has a way of really, really, really uh, uh, dealing with you about it. This is a principle. I want to say this before we go any further. I'll probably have to continue this on the next podcast. I've got so much to say about misuse of the body. Um, this is a principle I've been living by a long time. Put in your today what you want your tomorrows to be. And I may share this again another time. But so, so, for instance, if I want to be healthy tomorrow, what am I doing today with the kinds of foods I'm eating to make sure that I have health tomorrow? If I'm, if I'm binge eating, if I'm not eating properly, if I'm eating too many sweets, too much salt, you know, et cetera, you know, how can I expect God to honor his word in me if I'm not willing to do the practical side of eating properly? So it's really, and you know, it's, it becomes an issue today because of so much, uh, so much that is available, particularly here in America, and many things that are um, uh, refined foods that really aren't good for you and, and are really just for taste and, for, and to make us feel good, not we eat, and, and we eat them not necessarily because we need them. So again, deal with your diet. If your diet's not right, you're going to have a hard time walking in the health that God gave you. So again, we don't want to put all our faith in eating or not eating this or that. But at the same time, there's a practical area that needs to be paid attention to. The second area under misuse of the body is rest. Exodus 20, verses 8 through 11. Remember to observe the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. You've got six days each week for your ordinary work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath day of rest dedicated to the Lord your God. On that day, no one in your household may do any work. This includes your sister, your sons, daughters. I'm sorry, this includes you. 
your sons, daughters, your male, female servants, your livestock, any foreigner living among you. For in six days the Lord made the heavens, the earth, the sea, and everything in them. But on the seventh day he rested. That's why the Lord blessed the Sabbath and set it apart as holy. So every seventh day God said rest. Rest rejuvenates our bodies. We should get, you know, everybody needs, that's what they tell us, between six and eight hours of rest a night. And as you age, you need a little bit more. So, you know, I sleep. I know how, what it takes for me. And I sleep seven hours and I wake up and I'm just fit as a fiddle and ready to go. But, you know, rest rejuvenates all of the systems of our bodies. And the problem with modern life and the advent, the invention of the, particularly to the electric light bulb, and now we've got 24-7 everything blaring and going at us at all times, is we don't have the rest that we really need many times. And when you're depleted of rest, it opens up your entire system to be attacked by the enemy. So for me, I really have to guard my rest. I really make sure I go to bed at a certain time at night, and I usually get up at a certain time in the morning the same time. You know, those kind of things just uh, just help make sure that you rest well. And then, you know, for me, particularly as a pastor, uh, it's, it's easy for me to not take a Sabbath rest because I preach on Sunday. And again, we're not under the law of the Sabbath, uh, as as believers, because every day is a Sabbath, the New Testament says, and Jesus has become our Sabbath rest at the same time. It's really, really smart to take a day of rest, and, and God set us that way. If you'll take a day and just kind of chill out and let your body, quote-unquote, reset itself, you'll be a whole lot better off. We don't do that in American culture. We're going to work seven days a week as hard as we can. It's a dangerous thing to do. Let me tell you something that happened. Probably have to continue this misuse of the body next podcast. I thought I could get it in. I got two more subjects here under misuse of the body. Let me talk about rest a minute, though. Um, boy, this is probably 30 years ago. I was studying the book of Daniel and studying end time things and all that. And, you know, of course, uh, uh, during Daniel's day, uh, Israel went into Babylonian captivity. And Babylonian captivity is that Israel actually were were attacked by the Babylonians. The Babylonians took them off of their land, took them away from Israel, and they went to the land of Babylon, and they had to stay there 70 years. And Jeremiah the prophet prophesied that it was going to happen before it happened. And, um, and so I was reading all that, and, and so here's what happened. The reason that Israel got off, had, had to leave their land for 70 years, God in Leviticus 25 told the Israelites that every seventh year was also a land rest Sabbath, and they were to let the land rest and not, not, and not grow any crops, but let the just volunteer crops, so to speak, come up, but don't plant anything the seventh year so that the land can rest. So, so look at it. Every night you rest. God says for humans, every seventh day you rest. Then God said to Israel, every seventh year, let your land rest. Israel violated the land rest Sabbath for 490 years. That means every seventh year for 490 years, they refused to allow the land to rest. So God said through Jeremiah, since, okay, Israel, since you spent 490 years of your existence not listening to me and not letting the land rest, it's going to rest all at once. So what is 70 times 7? 70 times 7 is 490. So Israel was out of Israel, were out of their land, and they were in Babylon for 70 years, making up for the land rest Sabbath. Now, studying all that, that they, they missed this, the uh, land rest Sabbath 70 
times. 70 times 7, 490 years. So I was reading that. I know it take, took a long time to explain that. But I was reading that, and I was in my 30s. And the Lord said, Mitch, you see that? I said, yeah. He said, listen, if you don't take your rest once a week, it may have to come off the end of your life. He said that. The Lord said that to me one time. I'm extremely energetic. I am an impassioned person. I live life to the full. When God said that to me, he was showing me the importance of taking weekly rest. Friend, what do you do? Do you rest? Do you rest every night? Do you rest once a week? Do you take a day and just kind of chill? If not, you know, it causes physical problems. We live in a high high stress environment in the modern age and even more so now. Do we need to rest our minds, rest our emotions, rest our bodies? And just kind of chill. It re- it's, it's like a reset. You know, we reset an electronic device when it, when, you know, when it becomes encumbered and slows down. You reset your phone, your iPad, your computer. Sometimes you just got to reset. A day of rest is a reset. Question, what are you doing with a personal time of reset or rest? It's really, really important. So um, my dad, you know, went to be with Jesus 2012, but... You know, every time I talked to him, I mean, for years and years and years since I'd been in ministry, and I've been in ministry since 1981, my dad would come to me and say, Mitch, um, Mitch, you take your rest this week, son? And he always challenged me because I'm so active and I'm so motivated to take a, take a day of rest because the tendency, particularly those of us in ministry, is not take a day of take a rest because, uh, again, you know, used to be the world would rest on Sunday, but not anymore. And uh, so pastors would violate that. But anyway, I encourage you, if you don't rest, I challenge you to find some time each week to take a day of rest. My friends, you need rest. Let me go further with this, and I'm about to close. Um, you know, we need rest each night. We need, need rest uh, every seventh day. Take a break. It's really, really healthy for you. And then for me as a pastor, uh, some years ago, I came across, uh, you know, I go to these uh, uh, conventions and things for pastors' meetings, pastoral meetings and such. Um, and, uh, and so many pastors said the same thing when they got up, up, up in age in their 40s, 50s. They would burn out. Their adrenal glands were burnt out, and they find themselves unable to do what they normally do. And, uh, and one pastor I was listening to had that. That happened to him, and so here's what he said. He said, every seventh week now, because I didn't take breaks as I should, I take a break from my pulpit and go do something else. Y'all, I've been doing that now. I took what he said. I've, I even take a break from ministering on Sundays every seventh Sunday. I try to be away. Why? Because rest is part of the cycle of life, and if you want God's best, rest. If we don't, we're asking for problems. So, so lack of proper diet and lack of rest can be two misuses of the body that can hinder the best that God has. Take some time to examine yourself with respect to what you do with rest and, and what you do with your diet. And let God challenge you. Uh, there are lots of books on diet and things like that, and I encourage you. Uh, if you want some more information, email me. I'll be glad to provide some more uh, information uh, for you on what I've read that really helps me kind of stay in the middle of the road with respect to diet. Get some rest and let God deal with you about those things. And you, you'll find if you do, then, then you'll, you'll have quality of life, quality of health, 
And instead of having to constantly believe God for this or, or that, you can get to a place you can walk in divine health, and that's God's best. So, Lord, help us to make adjustments where we need to with respect to diet and rest in Jesus' name. God bless you, my friend. We'll talk about this more next time. God bless. Thanks for listening to the Victory Church Daily Podcast. I hope that you were able to get something out of the message today. Be sure to tune in daily Monday through Friday for more messages like this one. You'll also find our church sermons posted here from Sundays and Wednesdays. Let me also encourage you to get involved in a local church. The Bible consistently stresses the importance of getting plugged in with a group of like-minded believers. If you're local to Raleigh, you can check out our church services here at Victory Church on Sundays at 9 and 11 a.m. or Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. Lastly, you want to reach out with some questions, concerns, prayer requests, or comments, you can email me at pastor at victorychurchraleigh.com. Before you leave, please make sure that you subscribe and go leave us a review. Each review goes a long way in helping us reach a wider audience. Thanks for listening. Now go out there and be all that God created you to be.